Are you a writer or coach? Do you dream of building a successful online business? Are you tired of hearing the gurus tell you that you need a big launch or a complicated funnel software? Whether you're struggling with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, or just feeling overwhelmed by too many choices, I can help. Hi, I'm Jonathan Milligan, author of Your Message Matters, and I recently put together a free on-demand video training called How to Build an Online Business as a Writer or Coach the Low-Tech Way. Inside, you'll discover the low-tech system that 30 x my online business. Just go to freetrainingvideo.net to get started. Again, that's freetrainingvideo.net. So how do you attract an audience online? How do you get people to pay attention to your message? Is there a proven formula? Is there a secret traffic loophole? Is there a secret method? Well, today, In our show, I'm going to be talking about my three secrets to attracting your audience online. Let's get started. Hey, messengers, welcome to the Market Your Message show. I'm your host, Jonathan Milligan, and I'm the author of the book, Your Message Matters, How to Rise Above the Noise and Get Paid for What You Know. And today, I want to talk to you about an important topic that I get asked a lot, and that is, how do you attract an audience online? I want to share with you three secrets, and I think you'll be surprised that these three secrets are kind of counterintuitive. They're probably the opposite of what you would be expecting. You're not going to get any get-rich-quick scheme here. There is no secret traffic loophole that you can tap into. There is no proven viral formula for TikTok or any other platform out there. We're just going to get to the cold, hard facts. And I'm surprised More people are not tapping into this because the truth is this has done more for me than any other tool, tactic, social media platform. What I'm going to teach you today can be done in person. It can be done online. It can be done through a podcast, through a YouTube video. It can be done through live streaming, a webinar. It can be done through multiple outlets. And it's a way of approaching things that actually connects your ideal audience to you long-term. And that's what we're looking for, kind of the stickiness to what makes you attractive as a messenger, as an influencer to other people that makes them say, you know what, I want to follow him. You know what, I want to follow her. This is somebody I can trust. And so we're going to jump in and talk about what I believe are kind of the three key secrets that honestly, they're not going to be earth shattering, but I promise you, if you do these things, they will attract your audience to you. And again, I'm surprised more people do not tap into this. Now I've got you wondering, right? What are these? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about. In fact, here's what you're going to discover. You can discover what J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis has to do with attracting an audience why admitting your failures is actually your superpower and the right way to share your successes and much, much more. 
By the way, if you're wondering, how do I get started, Jonathan? I want to blog or I've been wanting to start a podcast or I want to start an online business. I want to coach people, but I don't know where to get started. Well, we've put together an awesome resource called the Discover Your Message Blueprint. Now, this nine-page blueprint is free for you to download. We've had thousands of people consume it and give us feedback on it, and you can grab it right now for free. Just go to marketyourmessage.com slash discover. All right, with that, let's get into today's topic. And what I wanna do is I wanna open up our topic by actually reading a little bit out of my new book, Your Message Matters. So I'm looking at chapter 16 in the book, and I wanna kick it off with a story that I discovered doing some research for my book that was related to uh, two of my favorite books and quite frankly, movie series, and that is The Lord of the Ring and The Hobbit, written by two different people. One was written by J.R.R. Tolkien, the other by C.S. Lewis. But did you know that they knew each other? A lot of people don't know this. They knew each other, and they were good friends. So I want you to hear a little bit of the story, and I'm actually going to read just a little bit right out of the book. The Lord of the Ring and The Hobbit are some of the most beloved books ever written, but they almost didn't happen. Most of us can't imagine a world without Middle-earth, Bilbo Baggins, and Frodo's quest to destroy the ring. But if it wasn't for the encouragement of C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien would never have written either classic. In 1926, a year... After Tolkien began teaching at Oxford University, he met C.S. Lewis at a faculty meeting. Four years later, they formed a small writing group known as The Inklings. The group met on Monday mornings to share poetry with one another. Eventually, the group expanded to 19 individuals and covered all forms of writing. The meetings moved from Monday mornings to Thursday nights. Lewis was known to produce a pot of very strong tea as the men settled in and lit their pipes. Well, who has something to read us? Lewis would say to get things started. Someone always did. On they would go, late into the night, reading aloud their stories, offering advice, and encouraging one another. Tolkien would bring along a new chapter from The Lord of the Ring. Lewis would read aloud the screw tapes letters to the group. If it wasn't for the encouragement of others, many classics would have never been completed. After Lewis's death in 1963, Tolkien wrote a heartwarming note to the Tolkien Society of America. And this is what he said, quote, The unpayable debt that I owe to Lewis was not influence, as it is ordinarily understood, but sheer encouragement. He was for long my only audience. Only from him did I ever get the idea that my stuff could be more than a private hobby. But for his interest and unceasing eagerness for more, I should have never brought the Lord of the Ring to a conclusion. 
of the Inklings, Lewis said, what I owe them all is incalculable. Incalculable. Is any pleasure on earth as great as the circle of Christian friends by a good fire? Now, you say, Jonathan, why are you reading this old story? What does this have to do with audience building and helping people to build an audience? Well, I want you to track with me. I want you to think about this. For many of you, maybe right now, you are kind of where J.R.R. Tolkien was when he was writing a couple chapters of a book, The Lord of the Ring, right? This is way before he was known as an author, way before anybody knew who he was. And in his own mind, he's wondering, does my message matter? Does my story, can it make a difference in other people? And you can hear some of his his difficulty or his inner conflict that was going on. And he said, again, the unpayable debt that I owe to C.S. Lewis was not influence. And here's the thing. For a lot of us, a lot of what I see as, you know, experts out there, people who are trying to stand out, they're trying to, um, they're trying to show how great they are for their topic or their subject matter. They're trying to do it by impressing people. They're trying to impress people. And what you don't realize is that that's the thing that turns people off. When you try to impress people, when you try to just enact or force influence, it doesn't work. It turns people off. But what worked for J.R.R. Tolkien? What was it that C.S. Lewis did for him? Again, he said it was not influence as it's ordinarily understood, but sheer encouragement. He was for long my only audience. Only from him did I ever get the idea that my stuff could be more than a private hobby. Wow. So here's the lesson. Here's the big secret. Don't try to be the expert. I want you instead to just learn to be the guide. When you try to be an expert, you try to position yourself as the expert where you're impressing people. You're trying to impress them with your credentials, with your experience, with your knowledge. That's the wrong way to approach this whole thing. If you want to attract an audience, the fastest way is by encouraging people. In fact, the title of this chapter in my book is called Encouraging Hearts. Moving people from discouragement to hope. I believe regardless of your topic, regardless of the industry you work in, that you can tap into this idea of offering encouragement and offering hope. So let's look at three secrets related to this and how you can actually use this because this is more than just warm and fuzzy, but how can we actually apply this? Here's secret number one. I want you to think about saying, you're not alone. Your audience, even if you don't have a large audience yet, what they need from you in your blog post, in your podcast, what they need to hear from you in your videos or your live streams, they need this sense of like, hey, have you ever felt this way? Then guess what? You're not alone. You see, the way that you build a tribe is through common shared values, challenges, and experiences. In fact, when I wrote the introduction to my latest book, 
I spent the whole introduction talking about my 10 to 15 year journey of struggle and challenge to find my big purpose out there. I mean, I went all through my 20s and even partly through my 30s trying to figure this out, jumping from one thing to the next. And I looked like somebody who had no idea what he wanted to do with his life. But then I made a great discovery. And that's when I started transitioning in the book. But I started by saying, you know what? If you have felt like a wondering child, if you have felt like for years you don't know what you're going to be when you grow up or what your purpose is, welcome. Because I felt that way too. You're not alone. And the way that you can attract an audience is to offer community by gathering people around a tribe. See, here's the thing. Most people think that you build a tribe by having a great tribal leader. Wrong. You build a tribe by creating community around shared values, understandings, challenges, injustices, wrongs. You just become the person, the guide who offers the people to gather together to offer community. Pretty powerful, right? So offering community. You're not alone. Offer community. Now, here's number two. Secret number two is I've failed too. You need that in your vocabulary. Again, if you're the guide, what do most guides do? Most guides, if you look at movies, look at, you know, Mr. Miyagi and the Karate Kid, look at uh, Yoda, look at so many different guides in movies, in their roles. Oftentimes, somewhere in the movie, they talk about a failure that they had as a guide, like a failure they had when they were younger. There was some kind of, guess what? I have failed too. And what does that do? That helps people to be like, you know what? Failing is kind of part of the process. It's okay. And so you also want to be thinking about sharing your failures. Now, here's the thing. For a lot of people, they think, well, Jonathan, if I share failures, won't that like put a dent into my credibility as a leader? Wrong. Again, this is another contrary belief. We think that we can only share our successes and not our failures. But by sharing your failures, it attracts your audience to you because they feel like, I can trust this person. They've been through challenges too. They're not perfect either. They've had difficulties as well. In fact, I talked about this in the book, and I want to read this to you because I think it's so powerful. And it's a great illustration of why this principle works. Okay? So what makes a superhero likable? I want you to think about that for a second. What makes a superhero likable? Is it really their superpowers? Is it uh, Spider-Man's ability to scale the heights of Manhattan? Is it Iron Man's super genius intellect? Maybe it's Captain America's raw courage. Superheroes' powers are indeed impressive. But I believe that what makes superheroes likable is not their strength, 
but their vulnerability. We like Superman because he, like us, struggles with doubt and a little bit of immaturity. We like Iron Man because he too struggles with ego getting in the way. We like Captain America because his kindness causes him to be taken advantage of at times. Your failures too make you more relatable than your successes do. What's great about this is that you don't have to put on a show. Being you is good enough. Sharing your past failures and struggles make you more relatable. It offers hope to others that if you've made the journey, so can they. So if you've been afraid of sharing failures or sharing mistakes, I want you to know it's actually the thing that's going to draw people to you. They're going to be more attracted to you because they're going to say, you know what? I trust this person. This person had failures and came on the other side. I can uh, get benefits of following this person as well. So that's secret number two. Again, secret one, you're not alone. Offer community. Secret number two, I've failed too. That's admitting failures. And then we can get to sharing number three and secret three. Change is possible. That's when you share successes the right way. I cover this on page 230 in the book, but it says, while admitting failures plays a part in connecting with your audience, it's not the complete story. Our goal is not to form a support group, but to build a thriving practice. We want to add value to people's lives, whether they buy from us or not. But we do hope that some of them, even many of them, will become our clients or customers. And part of that involves showing them that what they have to gain by listening to our messages. As a messengers, you're going to want to share stories of success. And the most powerful stories of success come from people you have helped. While it's okay to share your own story of change and success, you shouldn't be at the center of attention. Remember, you're not the hero. You're just the guide. And so there you go. And I want you to think about this because I learned this principle years ago. Actually, I was at a uh, sales conference way back in 2003. And someone from stage shared what he called the feel, felt, found principle. Have you heard of it? Feel, felt, found. What does it mean? It means, hey, I feel what you're saying. I have felt the same way. And here's what I found. Well, if we take those principles to be true, it doesn't have to be in a sales environment. It can be in an audience attraction environment. Let's think about our three secrets. So I feel the same way, right? Feel, felt, found, right? I feel you. That's us saying, hey, you're not alone. And offer community to the people who have, who feel the struggles, the challenges, the difficulties felt. I have felt the same way. That's the, hey, I failed too in admitting your failures. But here is what I've found. And that is the change is possible. And that's when you share your successes. So now you have a powerful audience attraction formula. 
that you can use. Whether you are writing blog posts, writing a book, you're producing podcasts, videos, in all of your messaging and your emails, you need to be sharing these three tips, these three secrets. Use them and to begin attracting an audience and your audience will stick around and they will follow you because they feel like, you know what? That person understands me. That person gets me. That person is so encouraging to be around. That person's not perfect. They, they failed too, but you know what? They have gotten some successes too. And they show me how to get success from my failure as well. So there you go. Those are the powerful audience attraction principles that I think most people are not using online and now you have them. So again, if you're like, Jonathan, I don't know where to start, then here's the best place to start. Go to marketyourmessage.com slash discover and grab our nine page PDF blueprint on how to discover your message. Well, that's it for this episode. I truly hope that this has been an encouragement to you. And if you like our show, let us know. Maybe share, like, subscribe, rate our show, or just share it with other people. That would be great as well. And also, what topics would you like for me to cover in future episodes? Let me know. But until then, never forget, your message matters.